Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dudes Who Like Movies. I am Dude Danthony Dantano Danini Dan. I don't know. And, and I am European. Yeah, you look more. Uh, I'd say Scottish or no, Scandinavian. Ha! I'm not even close. I'm all Slavic here. Yeah, I got a, I got a track suit. When I just squat at the gym, I smoke a cigarette first too. Yeah, ich bin uh, ich bin Deutsch. Uh, Alles Deutsch. Unfortunately, I do know some German, so it's kind of weird being like Russian, but knowing German because it's like we got some bad blood there. But you know what? Du bist Deutsch. Ein bisschen. Ein bisschen. Ein bisschen. Ich spreche ein bisschen Deutsch. Meine Familie ist alles Deutsch. You crap bastard. Seriously. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway. Um, so then, okay, so today we wanted to do a quick little episode because we wanted to talk about a subject that was very, I want to say just one that we really wanted to talk about, and that is just really movies and their audience. And what we mean by that is movies so people how do i say this with with movies that make money people complain there's no originality in movies nowadays and i hear from a lot of people there's no originality in movies nowadays everything's either a sequel or a remake or a spin-off or watch indie movies well okay and the thing is yeah they're not wrong a lot of movies nowadays are the the mainstream movies like the big budget movies mm -hmm. are not they're not original but that's yeah, like you, like you said, there are original movies out there. They're just indie films. And that's the main thing. It, well, the most expensive indie movie is the movie I mentioned last episode, Valerian. Mm-hmm. That is actually considered to be the most expensive indie movie to date. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody saw it. Nobody saw it because people were turned off by the reviews because they said it was garbage. Well, I think... Okay, so I, I hate to use this term, but I feel like for the majority of the audiences in America who are not as cinematically... Literate. Literate or savvy as we are, like... I went and studied film in college, and you have studied film in college as well. Yeah. So we, you know, and I'm not trying to come off as like a very like... We're not trying to come off as like snobby, know-it-alls, because like, we took film appreciation and film study. Well, and I, I my, my major was media arts and design yeah. with a concentration in digital cinema, or digital video and cinema. Yeah. And so like, we, we know what we're talking about, you know? Yeah. And so when we say that audiences are not as cinematically literate that's because a lot of people just go to the movies to be entertained they're not there for like they're not here to get a political message across they're not here to to listen to someone preach to them about some some sort of idea they just want to see a movie exactly that has a story that sounds interesting to them in the description like a perfect example when i was a kid and this is before i went to college and all this i was like 12 yeah. wally came out and I loved that movie. Yeah. I thought Wally was cinematic poetry, man. That movie is like one of my favorites of all time, if not my one of my favorite Pixar movies. Yeah. Nobody else I saw it with liked it. I went with my mom, my dad, and our family uh, friends. Nobody liked that movie except for me. They all thought it was boring. It was a good movie. I'm like, no, that movie is all about ideas and themes and, and about love between romance and, oh, there's no talking in the first half. And there's also, if you look at, like, modern society, it was kind of like talking about that a bit, too. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, for me, it's a little bit morbid because, like, my mom, she used to watch, we used to watch a lot of movies. And some of them were, like, really dark. Because my parents, I mean, when I was eight, they let me watch Judgment Day. Fun. So, like, for me, my favorite movie from when I was a kid was, it came out before, obviously, I was born. But it was American History X, Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. Well, that it came movie. out after you were born. It was 98. Yeah. yeah. So, well, oh, yeah, that's right. But uh, I was, I saw that when I was... 
let me see. It was, I was sick. Oh yeah, so I was ten years old. I actually liked it. I thought it was really good. I thought the story. It, I mean, I, I was only ten, and, but I was just like I was so enthused with Edward Norton. Yeah, you and I were and, watching like the Oscars yeah. at like age ten, or I started watching the Oscars in like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, and, and, and as a kid, like those things for me at least, they appealed to me because it was like this guy who was bad. He was a bad guy, mm-hmm. then became a good guy. So like, oh my god, yeah, that's yeah. A, even even though obviously it, if you've heard of American History X, you know what it's about. Obviously, of course, uh, Edward Norton plays a skinhead. We'll put yeah, it like yeah. that. And but. I didn't, I, of course, when you you don't understand a lot of that kind of stuff because you're like, why do you hate this person for looking like this? You know, mm-hmm. but it was such a good movie. And then when he became a good guy, I was like, yeah, yeah. But then he had his uh, spoiler: his brother gets killed in the end. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, that's so sad. But I was just, like, you feel something for that. And then I just like, I liked it a yeah. lot. But let me guess, your your parents didn't like it. No, they didn't. Yeah, no, it, my mom especially didn't like it. So, you know, like we said, a lot of like growing up, I I liked The Big Lebowski. I liked Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, Sling Blade. Just off the top of my head, big movies like I mean, not even big movies, but just award movies. Yeah. You know, Goodwill Hunting. It's because like you you see like oh everybody likes it. I'm gonna have to like it, mm-hmm. and that's what I think a lot of audiences are like. Yeah, they they go with what's popular. They they look, and, uh, they look, and I'm I'm guilty of it too. Like before I buy a movie, sometimes I'll yeah. look at reviews for it. I mean, I'm not trying to like. And I'm not trying to trash other people's movies. Yeah, you know, if you like what you like, that's fine. Yeah. Like I've seen every single Marvel movie in theaters, and I've given money to them. I like those movies, you know, yeah. and that's just because I understand a lot of them are very production line, you know, made off an assembly line, you know, very mass produced yeah. movies. I enjoy them, and that's just some people's cup of tea. But what we're trying to say here is that a lot of audiences don't realize that that you know these are movies designed. They're 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 the, designed to make. They're money. the diet coke of movies. Like yeah, you, just, you, you see, everyone drinks it, you see but they don't diet, know why. Yeah, so it's like okay, it's diet, so obviously I can do something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like. They're like, yeah, they go to the movies thinking, oh, I'm going to be entertained just like when they drink Diet Coke. Oh, yeah, it's going to taste good and I don't have to feel bad about it because, you know, yeah. everyone does it. And, yeah. yeah, so, and that's, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I'm not going to lie. I am. Yeah. But it's I like, mean, I, one of my favorite movies this year was Avengers Endgame and that's like the most, like, you know, mass-produced thing ever. And I mean, my, one of my favorites from this year was Us. And I mean, I know it was mm-hmm. popular, but I mean, it was a good horror movie mm-hmm. and the story wasn't bad. I mean, the ending left some to be desired, but all in all, it was a well-rounded movie. Well, and then, yeah, people are saying there's no originality in movies. I mean, as of this right now, a big indie movie that's coming up that's, as far as I know, completely original, The Lighthouse, is out. Oh, my God, I have to see that because mm-hmm. I, I I see ads for it all the time, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? It does have Robert Pattinson, who recently on the indie movies, he's done pretty well. Yeah. And I mean, of course, he's trying to escape the Twilight thing, which I understand, but he's done pretty well. We'll forgive him. He, he's done... He's done pretty well, and then they also have um, what's his name? Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, who made aside from uh, Death Note, which was it was okay. I liked it. it was mm-hmm. okay. I honestly forgot it existed until yeah, you just mentioned it, it. it. It was okay. It wasn't. It was okay. It was fine. But um, yeah, it's always sunny reference. <laughs> yeah, plugging it. Um, but um, he did uh, the, that Vigo more or the uh, Vincent Van Gogh movie. Which yes, was really good. Yes, he uh, did the Florida Project. And did the Florida Project. So he, and I, he's, I, he's I'm, been on a really good streak of movies, and he's also a very. I mean, he's you know, creepy, but he's also a very well actor. And I mean, that's, two that's years ago, we saw Sing Street, which didn't make a lot of money, and that was a fantastic movie. That was my favorite movie of 2016. It was an original movie about a kid growing up and discovering music and his place in the world through music. And and, and I mean, for me, my favorite was Moonlight. It won an yeah. Oscar, but. It was also from A24, which does independent movies. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Moonlight was a very 
Mm-hmm. It didn't win. Be, you know, a lot of people were saying it won for, you know, because it had all African Americans. No, watch the movie. So I, I told that to my film class at that time. Watch the movie. It is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The ending had me shocked. Yeah, and so like what we're trying to say, total like the the big point that we're trying to make here is that yes, there are movies out there that arts made for political messaging. They're made for you to kind of. Not not really be entertained, but to um to think to to think about. But it's but there not... are people. Out, the mass majority of audiences, I want to say, are f- people who just want to go to a movie to be entertained. They're not there just for to to think or yeah, you know they, they want entertainment. That's why a lot of people want to see Star Wars, Star Marvel. Wars. They want to see superheroes. They want to see space. I mean, there are some people that also go to see war movies, like when Dunkirk came out, and then of course Midway's coming out. They want to see war movies because I, I don't think Midway's going to make a whole lot of money. It looks okay though. It looks okay, but I don't think it is because honestly, there I think it doesn't have to compete. Wasn't have to compete with that year. I think it competes with uh, isn't it with Star Wars? Or I don't it? know. But moving on, and then Hacksaw anyway, Ridge came out. That was one of my favorite movies of that year. It, mine too. Manchester by the Sea. That was that but was people, the best grief movie ever made. And I think a lot of the thing is. And I mean, I guess we're not really picking a side here whether or not the audiences are... We're saying they're cinematically illiterate, but we're saying that's not a bad thing because that's just how society is. The vast majority of society are not people who, like us, you know, went to study film and study film criticism and, you know, care about that kind of stuff. And that's fine. You know, but... And another the reason why movies like Star Wars and Marvel and, and it's because there's, people don't want to see things they're not familiar with. Yeah, you know, so it, like and ever in the Star Wars has been a thing since the seventies. Yeah, why do you think the the Force Awakens made so much money? Why and, do you think people and, and Star the Star Trek movies they made money because that's mm-hmm. been around since the sixties. Everyone, yeah. but it, of course, doesn't have William Shatner and it doesn't have Leonard Nimoy anymore than the new ones. But well, Leonard see, Nimoy was in the first uh, reboot. That's right, he was. Yeah, but then they see. Oh, that's right, he was. Then they see Star Trek, and like, oh my god, I remember watching the TV show, and then I remember mm-hmm. the next generation in the 90s, yep. so let's go see this movie. Same yep. thing with Star Wars, but I remember here's, seeing the 70s. here's the problem. Now we have to talk about the studios. The studios, they, they're so- fully aware of this, and they don't care, they just want money. And that's and why so that's why they're making and they keep making the same kinds of movies all let's, over let's look and at, over again. I hate, you know, I love Disney. I go to Disney... I went to Disney World I mean, and loved they, it. They own like sixty percent of entertainment now. Well, no, no. What I'm saying is, I'm not trying to bash on Disney. They they are a good company. They obviously make money. Yeah. And they made some of the best movies ever ever made. God, you know? you're not wrong. They, yeah. The and I are, just went to Disney World for a week. Loved it. I can't wait to go back for my honeymoon next year. We're taking a Disney cruise. Yeah. I am so excited for that. You know, and I, I grew up near Disneyland in California. Yeah. Went there quite often. I love Disney. But that being said, I'm going to hold the studio responsible for making bad decisions and just being aware of how they're... They're, They just want to make money, and that's the problem. They don't care anymore about the cinematic experience or the entertainment of the people and the longevity of the movie. So, let's look. You got... They have Star Wars. They keep turning out a new Star Wars movie every year. Because they they assume that because it's Star Wars, it'll have longevity long after its release. Since Solo bombed and people are hating The Last Jedi, they finally are starting to like, okay, now we're not going to make a Star Wars movie every year. Yeah. But I mean, this, this is the one's going to be the the rise of Skywalker. So I think they're going to either be done for a while. Here's the thing: I think 2022 is when they were going to be doing that um, the the trilogy of movies from the the guys who did Game of Thrones, but they just dropped out of that. So then, that might either be scrapped, taken over by new writers, or delayed. Exactly. But then, so what what I'm saying is there. 
the audiences are kind of starting to respond a little yeah. bit. You know, people are starting to realize, hey, well, I think a part of it too. So, like for example, Solo, people are starting to realize, hey, this is just being mass produced for no reason. It's yeah. just to make money. But I also think the reason Solo bombed was because it wasn't Harrison Ford. You can't make a Solo movie no. without Harrison Ford. And if you had a guy and look he, like him, like we talked about last episode, mm-hmm. you sure have done it as soon as you had ran into not minor problem, but giant problems. Like the guy can't act. We mm-hmm. fired the direct as soon as you start running into problems like that. It's like, all right, this is not working. You're gone. Let's get this guy See, in here and let's replace him with do this you know, guy. Do you know Red Letter Media? Yes. I respect the hell out of those people. They make really good re- uh, reviews. Mm. Their original content's campy, but it's intentionally like that. Yeah. But, well, of course, with, red, with a name like Red Letter, I can imagine. Yeah, exactly. But, no, I, I respect the hell out of those guys. I, I would love to have one of them on the show to talk sometime. Yeah. Just about movies in general. I think they... <laughs> so, one of the reviews for Rogue One that they did, I think it was a Plinkett review, a mini-review, he mentioned... You know, in, in cinema, there's kind of the, the three, the, the triangle or whatever it's called, where um, it's kind of like, you know, pick one, or sorry, pick two, and you can't get a third. There, there's three things. You get, um, you can have a movie be made cheap, good, or um, cheap, exp- or no, hold on. A movie is going to be either expensive, good, or... Crap, I can't remember what the other one was. But basically, it's like you can make your movie cheap, or you can make your movie quickly if you have the money. So it's going to be expensive. Uh, I have to look this up. Hold on a second. So it, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause this real quick because so we're gonna watch this video, and I'm yeah. gonna and I'm gonna come back to this. It's gonna be one second, y'all. Okay, so we just um, found that I wanted to make sure we got this right because I respect the hell out of Red Letter Media, and I just wanted to make sure I got this right. So there's the triangle of truth, where basically you can ha- okay. So there's Three things. Cheap, fast, and good. So it's kind of like pick two. So you can make your movie fast and cheap, but it's it ain't not going to be good. You can make a movie fast and good, but it ain't going to be cheap. You know? And yeah. so on and so forth. And so I feel like with Disney right now, what they're doing is they're making their movies. Obviously, they're not going cheap. They're trying to go fast and good. Yeah. And it's not going to be cheap. But the problem is they're mass producing every single one of them. You know? Because they can afford it. Yeah. And... It's audiences are just buying it up because they're familiar with it, you know. Look at look at the Lion King this year. I didn't want it to make money, and apparently people didn't like it because it's literally a shot for shot remake of the original. It, there's nothing different except CGI. Yeah, it made a butt ton of money, you know. And let's look at uh, Beauty and the Beast made a bunch of money, even though it was literally just a remake of the cartoon, mm-hmm. but with CGI. There are original ideas coming out of Disney, though. Like I think Pixar primarily. Mm. Inside Out was a great original idea. Coco was a great original idea. They're coming out with this new movie, Onward, that looks really good. I I've, I have to see the trailer, but that I've heard of it. Yeah, and I mean they're doing sequels too. That's just because, like I said, people want what's familiar. Look at The Incredibles two. It's the highest grossing animated movie of all time, I believe. If not, if Frozen is the one movie that hasn't. I think I think actually it did beat Frozen, but when Frozen two comes out. Oh, Frozen two. Yeah, that's another one. Get ready. Those movies are gonna go. That's gonna make everyone go crazy. Mm-hmm. And then. What I'm trying to say is, yes, audiences like what is familiar, and I feel like studios are capitalizing on that just for money. They're taking advantage of audiences. Look at Universal. They tried to like everyone's trying to do the MCU. Universal tried to do the Dark Universe with uh, the Mummy. Oh God, don't even start that movie. Sorry. And then obviously Warner Brothers is trying to do the DC movies and Harry Potter. And I mean, the, the, the problem is they, a lot of them 
Aside from the Harry Potter movies, which are good. Yeah, the Fantastic... Crimes Griswold from Fantastic Beasts wasn't great. I did not like the movie I at didn't all. like it, but it they're trying. Yeah. Well, the thing is, there was already a story there for them to do with Harry Potter. Yeah. With Crimes of... Well, with the Fantastic Beasts series, it's just J.K. Rowling making stuff up and going back and changing their, her previous whatever. Yeah. But anyway. So what I'm trying to say is a lot of studios know what audiences want, and that's what they're giving them. Like, look at Godzilla... Right, Warner Brothers did Godzilla, and now they're doing King Kong versus Godzilla. And that's the thing: there's no story to it. It Mm -hmm. made money because monster fights, and that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. They do not care about the story, even though it made no sense. They're like, you know what? There is a giant monster fight. You're gonna watch it. Guess what? They're not wrong. If people want originality in movies, stop going to the big mass-produced ones like Lion King. I I love Godzilla. I I love Marvel. But if we're on your side, I love Godzilla. But if you want something different, you kind of you can't go see them. No, I did not see the new Lion King. I did not see the new Aladdin. I wanted to see Dumbo just because it looked like it had a twist on it with because Tim Danny, Burton. I saw Danny DeVito, so I was going. Oh yeah, anything with Danny DeVito or Michael Keaton, I'm pretty much in. Yeah. But I did not see. What else did I? Uh, yeah, I did not see Aladdin. I didn't see Lion King. I originally did not see Beauty and the Beast when it came out, but I took my mom to see it for Mother's Day just because that was the only movie out that she really wanted to see. I didn't see Pete's Dragon. I didn't see... God, they're making a Cruella movie again. Yeah, that's what I said. We were talking earlier about how they're going to remake 101 Dalmatians. No, they're making a Cruella DeVille movie with Are Emma they... Stone. It's with Emma Stone? Yeah. She looks like her. If you want to look it up on your phone, she oh, looks like you her. you got to be kidding me. No. <laughs> and we're not trying to just bash on Disney. Like I said, they are. they have a good business model. They know what people like. I mean, look at... Um, Here it is from August 2019. Disney just revealed how Emma Stone will look as Corella DeVille. Actually? She looks good, right? Spot on, yeah. And this yeah. picture here from Walt Disney Studios? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so we should also talk... I think sometimes, a little bit, audiences are starting to do this. Because if you look at movies like... What was, what was a movie that bombed recently? I'm trying to think. We I just had it in my head and I'm trying to... Hold on one second, folks. Like, the new Terminator movie, that is bombing right now. Like, And even though it's by the original director, mm-hmm. and it has, I think it had... Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger Arnold and, and, and um, Sarah Hamilton, or no, no Linda Hamilton are back. But that, the problem... <sighs> nobody wants a new Terminator movie nobody, anymore. Nobody asked They're for They're so it. done with that franchise. I mean, the last... Uh, Genesis came out in 2015. I saw that when I graduated. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. And then Salvation before, came out like six years before that, and then and then before that was of course Judgment Day ninety nine. No, 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 it was it was Rise of the Machines. That was oh, two thousand three. That, that's right, Rise and then Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. But no one, it's like you're waiting. You need so, to know when to stop because, because I think they should have stopped after in 03. Well, you know, and and look at SpongeBob. You know, the creator of SpongeBob, he for years was like, I'm not going to do any spinoffs. He wanted to end it after the first movie. But no, Nickelodeon wanted to make money. And, and so, so they kept the show going. And they made another movie, which it was okay. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't the best. But and now they're making another movie. And they're going to make a spinoff what show. I, what I hate the worst part was about that. I don't know if you know. When he said he didn't want a spinoff, they said, okay. And then as soon and as that, he died. As soon as he died, Nickelodeon announced a spinoff. Mm-hmm. And hit the guy, I think it was the guy who voiced Mr. Krabs, one of his close friends, was Clancy like... Brown, yeah. Yeah, he was disgusted with the studio. He was like, you waited till after he died to mm-hmm. make that choice. And I think I'm, I think even Tom Kenny, I could see him being upset about that, too. I, I, if he, I hope they refuse to do it. I really do. Because I'm like, 
they don't have to worry about money or their career because they're set. They're some of the most they're, amazing they're remaking, actors in entertainment. They're making another Rugrats movie that's going to be a mixture of live action and CGI, which that is a horrible idea. That sounds god-awful. Mm-hmm. That sounds like the worst... How I guarantee you, those babies are going to look worse than the cats in the cats the movie that's coming up. How the hell do you do that? No. And then they're, they're remaking movies from... Like they're making a cats movie from based off the musical... Because they did Les Mis, oh, I, I don't know, five, I, ten I years ago. I saw that, and, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, maybe the Sonic movie doesn't look that bad. Well, no, and then they do video game movies, you know, and, and that's the it wouldn't be surprised if in a couple years, or maybe a couple decades, they make a Red Dead Redemption movie. Why not? Because, I mean, it, like, it was popular back, like, you know, they 30 a, years ago, some might as well. They made a Warcraft movie, they're making a Sonic movie. Oh my god, they're going to start doing everything. And then, of course, we talked about last week, they're making a Warhammer TV mm-hmm. show, so it's like... Yeah. They're, they're throwing everything they I can. I think you can make movies that are original and still have big box office returns, you know? But the thing is, you have to... Yeah, you have, you have, to, have to market them. You have to market it, and the problem is, too, that there's no big name to it. People mm-hmm. don't want to watch it. So, I believe that any movie can be good as long as you have a good story. Well, there's, there's a principle in filmmaking where basically... You can make a bad movie out of a good script, but you cannot make a good movie out of a bad script. Yeah. You know, you have to have a good story, good characters. You have to connect with the audience on an emotional level. You have to... Even a basic emotion like happiness. You know, make them happy, you know? But you have to make a movie relatable. Yeah. You have to make it a good... You, know, you have to make a good script. And, you know, we can get into a whole, like, other discussion about what makes a script good. And, the, and there but, was... There, there, in, in Who's to Judge, because it's like that, that one movie that had Chris Pratt that came out in 2017, where they were in the spaceship. Do you remember? Oh, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what it's called. But. Um, oh, God, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, Passengers. Passengers, that's it. Yeah. I remember when that movie was first announced, mm-hmm. the guy who was who produced it said this is the best script in Hollywood. That was the most boring movie I had. Mm. I actually fell asleep about halfway through. I believe I saw it with you, and yeah, you did. I did. I fell asleep for like twenty minutes, and I was just like, "What? What a miss!" You told me what? What'd you tell me? Nothing. Yeah, basically. Because it made story made no sense, and nothing happened. And honestly, I was hoping. I I think I told you about this after we watched it. I was hoping for a twist ending. Like, it turns out. He ima- like like in Joker, he just imagined the whole thing, and mm-hmm. you see his skeleton. Like I was just hoping for that at a kind of ending, where he falls asleep in the end sequence. People get mm-hmm. wake up; they're at the destination. They just see his skeleton. So, they don't see the trees. They see nothing. He, he imagined the whole thing. The whole movie was just a mind, you know. Yeah. So our point being, you need a good script, and you need to not mess with a good script. Yeah. So like, if if studios want there to be original movies that make money. You have to... Okay, so there are three basic things you need. You need to market the movie. Yeah. It needs to have a good script. You can't just, like, throw together a piece of crap and just, you know... Like, like I'm trying to think. You can't just throw together... What's that movie that came out a couple years ago? Gods of Egypt or whatever? Oh, yep. yep. That, that was just a thrown-together crap movie. Of Egypt mythology, but, like, half of it wasn't even real Egyptian mythology. Yeah. Like, it just... And then, then, like, the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. It was just thrown together, yeah. you know? And, and, I mean, Johnny Depp could... I don't know about they, now, but he they, can... St- yeah, if they had just stopped making him a campy character, like this drunken... That's, that's a whole thing about Pirates of the Caribbean, but... 
Which is honestly, I love, I love those movies because it's the only kind of movie that does that period. But then they milk those movies. Then they milk them, and that's what sucks. So, and it's like, okay, so we're back. So you need to market the movie. You need to have a good script, and a big name isn't bad either. You know, look at like the Lighthouse, Robert Pattinson. You know, and, and Willem Dafoe. Those aren't huge names, but they're still big. Um, Hacksaw Ridge came out a couple years ago. Mel Gibson, which you know, I think that was more of his comeback, but and, and, and honestly. Fantastic movie. Let's let's talk about. Here's an original movie that actually got. It wasn't the greatest movie, but it was still it made some money. Was uh, Daddy's Home with with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell? I mean, the, the, the they marketed it. It was a Christmas movie at the time, I think. Right? Yeah, Christmas, it was a Christmas movie? movie. Yeah, and then uh, Will Ferrell was in it. Mark Wahlberg. Those are big names and, now. And they, it was really good. And it then, was it was okay. It wasn't a horrible movie. It was sec- good. The second one wasn't as good. And then, but then they also then they also had another movie came at the same time. Central Intelligence, Kevin Hart's movie. Actually, I think it really. Actually, I never got a chance to see it, but everyone it, told me it was really good. It, it was actually good. It had some themes in it. Like uh, there was one scene that like actually had me a little upset. It wasn't because like it was because like it, I just like thought of myself in it. It was where Dwayne Johnson in the movie in high school, he was just fat kid, everyone bullied, and then he he's really ripped. Mm-hmm. And there was one scene where it was Jason Bateman. He was looking, you're always going to be that fat ass that nobody liked." And he looks in the mirror, he sees himself in high school, is really fat, and he just looks upset. And I'm just like, damn, that actually got me a little mm-hmm. bit because I was so just like, they marketed that movie. You yeah. got Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson, which I think right now The Rock is like the most bankable star in Hollywood. He he is the highest paid star in Hollywood right mm-hmm. now. And honestly, he's very versatile. He he can he's, he's making buff, he can sing he can do whatever you ask him to do. Well, I wouldn't he, say he can sing, but if you give him well, the right the right if, thing, if you give him the right kind of. Like in Moana, he didn't actually sing; he just kind of performed. Yeah, but well, he did do some a little bit of singing. It wasn't well, and that's that's another original idea yeah. that came out. Of, I'm Which like I, I said, yeah. Disney animation, Zootopia, Moana, and they all uh, had made you think about the themes. Frozen, yeah. you know, good scripts. You know, I wouldn't even say Frozen had like a, some big names attached to it, but not 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 a lot of them. No. And even I mean, I Moana had The Rock attached to him. Coco didn't have big names attached no, to it, not. but and I, I, but I want to say that was probably because it was a Pixar movie and it was a kids movie. It made a lot of money, and it was a good movie though. It was, it was great. Honestly, top five, maybe five, I, I remember ten for Pixar that with Rachel in theaters when it came out. I loved Coco. It mm-hmm. was, I so good. So Emily and I have a disagreement over which movie's better, Inside Out or Coco. But Coco, I believe Inside Out. I think it's a movie about how it's, you need to. It's normal to feel emotions, and it's okay to feel them. You shouldn't suppress them. You know, yeah. things are going to happen. I like the idea that sadness is actually kind of necessary yeah. because, you know, it's better than being happy all the time because that was that, that mm-hmm. one scene. You need to allow yourself to feel sadness yeah. because that helps you. Yeah, because happiness is trying to tell us sadness. Like, you can't, can't keep doing this. You're going to make it worse. And then mm-hmm. there, then eventually everyone came to understand, like, no, mm-hmm. let her, yeah. let her do her But at thing. the same time, Coco is all about, you know, remembering your family, remembering your past and, you know, trying and, and, to. And trying to just, you got to, you can't forget about the thing. Uh, your, like the things that made you who you are. Yeah. It's you all about family. And, and, and it was, you know, I really I, I'm it. not going to say why, but Emily liked that movie for a certain reason. And I believe you and I have talked, so you might you can guess what that reason is. I don't want you to say it on here because it's, it's a personal reason. I, I got you. Yeah, I but, got you. you know, it's still a great movie. I just think Inside Out is better. And and um, for me, I think Coco for the same kind of reason is because, you know, it, it's just that kind of belief mm-hmm. that, that, I, I, that drives me to that movie, I think, of, you know, there, there's a bridge there. That, that's why I like it mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Well, so then, you know, there are movies that are original that people will see. But I feel like a lot of them are because either Pixar makes them, Disney, they're distributed by Disney. Or, like, I think a lot of the times, because they're animated, they'll take their kids to see it. Thinking, oh, well, shut the kids up for five minutes. Yeah, you know, or yeah. five, you know, an hour that, and a half. Yeah. And, I mean, 
Then you get movies like Trolls or Ugly Dolls or whatever. Yeah, sausage and, Party. Yeah, take your kids to go see Sausage Party. Oh, my God. I remember we had to tell people to not bring their kids to that movie because they would see it's animated and they think it's a kid's thing. So Alec and I used to work in a movie theater, and, yeah, we both – I think we both worked – no, I think I just quit. You would just quit. I was there when Sausage Party came out, and there was a woman there with four kids, and they were like – like, we're going to go to see the movie. I'll let you know when the kids are out there. There's like five to six-year-old kids. I'm like, miss, you know this is a rated R movie. She's like, excuse me? I was like, this is a rated R film. Mm-hmm. Are you are you sure? Same thing with what happened when Deadpool came out. But Yeah, I know. And, and I was like, we get it. There's it's a there's a movie. food orgy at the end of the movie. I know. I tried telling her, I was like, miss, this is rated R. She said, are you sure? They didn't tell me. I was like, because they, you're an adult, man. They're mm-hmm. exactly going to tell you it's rated R. Yeah, but, you know, like I said, there are original movies out there that are good. Yeah. But, you know, audiences like what's familiar. So really, it comes down to, yes, people are complaining there's not originality in Hollywood nowadays, but there is. It's just you have to look for them. Yeah, and a lot of it, though, is sort of buried under, like, the the political messaging, the the, the reboots, and, like, a lot of movies. Mm -hmm. If you're going to complain about there not being originality in Hollywood, I would honestly tell you, go to your computer, look up movies that are coming out, and just do some research. Yeah. Like, like, look at what's coming out because... Like for me, for example, uh, I saw the movie Hate You Give. I thought that was a great movie. Mm-hmm. But then, now they're pumping out Black and Blue. Then this movie Queen and Slim's coming out. Then, mm-hmm. of course, last year they had Bale Street Could Talk. We get it. Your message is cops are bad guys. Mm-hmm. I don't like that message for family... Because I have family who are police, so personal reasons. Mm-hmm. But... I have family members who are policemen. And- yeah. So, for me, it's that kind of thing. They make money... Which is for me a bad thing, mm-hmm. because it, it's like you're, you're demonizing the police and make them all seem like. And I feel like a lot of times too, people will see movies that they want to see, like you know, Black and Blue. Like if you want to see a movie about how cops are bad, then you're gonna go see it, and you're gonna it's gonna yeah, reinforce it, it. It just enforces your own bias. And it, like I said, the studios have a responsibility too to make movies that aren't just generic crapped out movies like and, and like that, Gods of Egypt or. You know, Star Wars, whatever. But and, they also have a responsibility to make entertaining movies that won't drive somebody to do something terrible. You can do because I that. Always, yeah. You just have to be. You have to be smart about what you're doing, and you have to have give some faith into your audience. You know, yeah. because I mean, like I said in the beginning, a lot of audiences want to see a movie just for purely entertainment factor. And if you yeah. want to see that, and that's your thing, fine. There are plenty of movies out there to do that. Look at all the most McCarthy movies. People like him because she hits a certain demographic, you know? I mean, her movies aren't that great. Like, The Boss that came out, I remember watching that. She can make a good movie once in a while. She can make one once in a while, but a lot of them, they're just, she's, it's just a Churned out every single year. It's a weird story. It doesn't make any sense, but people go watch them. You know? So, I guess, to wrap up, if people are going to complain about audiences, so, yeah, a lot of audiences are not very cinematically in tuned as, as... I hate to come off as all pompous, but as, as Alec and I, and, and people who actually yeah. care about film criticism and the quality of movies. And that's fine. You know, if you want to see movies that are just purely for entertainment value or just to make you laugh, even, no. you know, if it's not go, a really... Go right ahead. Like, you, you, know? you want to see, if you either see a trailer or read a description and you want to watch it, go right ahead. That, mm-hmm. I mean, I do the same thing. If I don't like the trailer, I'm more than likely won't see it. If I don't like the actress, I'm more than likely won't see it. But if people are going to complain... At the same time, if or people are going to complain there's no originality in Hollywood, take a look at just what movies are coming out, yeah. and you'll find something. Yeah. You know? Like, and just look, and also, 
Streaming is really good for that too. Netflix mm-hmm. releases a bunch of movies. Like they released a movie. Dolomite, Dolomite is my name. Dolomite that was a name. great movie. You said that's a great movie. I still have to watch it. And then of course, I mean, the they, Irishman's coming out. Irishman's coming out. And then of course, I mean, they have El Camino. El Camino. That was a good movie. Well, they're based off of other things, but, but you know. But still, the fact is, they're coming out with these good things. You have to look for them. Like if you don't. Television like, nowadays has a lot of good original content. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but it's for a lot of people. It's like I don't like the actor. I don't like the actress. I do the same thing. If I don't like them, I probably won't watch it. Oh, yeah. But you have to not be in that mindset. You have to think this is a different story. Mm -hmm. Because that's the one thing also I don't like about, you know, um, actors and actresses. I watched a video on YouTube recently. It was about Star Wars. And it had to do with the kid who played Anakin Skywalker back in the year. Uh, oh, he became Christmas. a full-on drug addict. He yeah, got arrested. And, and, and yeah. he got arrested for assaulting his mother and stealing a vehicle and going on a highway chase. Mm-hmm. And, and the police arrested him. He had said that he got into an altercation with his mother because he was 30 years old now. He he was on drugs. He said, I she ruined my life because people consistently gave him hate, bullied him through high school, and his entire life, every time you go to a con, they'd ask him about how it was to play Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He said his mother ruined his life. He is just a dude who was looking at a piece of paper and, and entertainingly mm-hmm. saying the words. That's all an actor's job is to do, is to yeah. express an emotion what they the director wants you to do mm-hmm. and if it's a bad i think what do you say it was from um a guy named critical um he had said that an actor's job is to portray what the director wants if a movie's bad it's either the writing or the director's fault yeah the actor is just there to do what he is what he or she is told mm-hmm they're no there for no other and purpose. Like I said, the new Ghostbusters, we hate that movie, but it's not because of the actresses. No, no, I mean, it's not because of Melissa McCarthy or Leslie Jones. It's mm-hmm. because the writing was terrible. Mm-hmm. And it just shouldn't have happened to begin with. Yeah. But anyway, and then another thing we mentioned was that the studios have a responsibility here. If they want, yes, there's a way you can make money, but also have your integrity, I guess. You need mm-hmm. integrity. And that's, <laughs> you know, you can make good movies that appeal to the the masses that are original. It has happened. It will continue to happen. So, you know, audiences out there... So I mean, we're not really taking a side as to whether our audiences are stupid or not. No. Because they're not. No. They, they, People know they, what they're they, going for, and that's what they want to see. Yeah. You know? And like I said, we did the same thing. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. I like I liked the Marvel movies, man. Yeah. I like Star Wars. I'm going to see Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Whether or not I see it... And Four or five times in the theater, it's and, probably not going to happen. But. Yeah, I like drama and war movies. I mean, I'll go see Midway when it comes out because, I mean, I really like I might Dun- go with you. Yeah. I, like, I like Dunkirk and Hacksaw Ridge. And, I mean, I'm probably going to go see um, – oh, what is it when it comes out? Um, God. I am forgetting the movie I, I'm excited to see. I probably have to look it up. Oh, God. It's not oh, – what is it called? Uh, oh, Bad Boys for Life. That's it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see 1917, the, the World mm-hmm. War One. Oh, 1917 looks really good. Ah, uh, yeah. But there are also movies I don't want to watch, like mm-hmm. the, the Harley Quinn movie that's coming out. I, I want to see it. I, I don't, because it's like... We I don't need to get into a whole thing. But. I don't like the fact that they... It just, to me, she was attached to Joker the whole mm-hmm. time, and I, have, I don't know if there's any comics or anything for it, because, I mean... No, she has her own comics. I, she, I have never, I never, no, I never yeah, heard of Yeah, she was created as a, a character to... As she was a sidekick to the Joker, but no, yeah. she, she's become her own thing. Yeah, but, but is it more recent, or is it like, you know, a, like a 30, 40-year-old establishment? If it's more, She was created in the 90s for the animated series. So, so it's become more recent, but that's the thing. It's like, for me, I always saw Harley Quinn as, in the video games and in the other movies as she was with Joker mm-hmm. no matter what. 
even though he was a he isn't a piece of garbage and i don't mm-hmm. understand why people are like i want a relationship like that i don't understand that that is creepy but you, the movie to me it just i don't know and then they're remaking charlie's angels too oh so God, like that those, just doesn't look good those two movies to me don't appeal to me they don't look good to me i well, mean i love to, the original charlie's angels. i guess another point is the, uh, the studios need to know when when, when to, to hold them and when to when to play yeah because you know, you know when to hold them, no one to fold them listen exactly. to the song come on yeah i had a, pff, come on it's, it's kenny Anyway, Listen to Kenny. So what I'm saying is, you know, franchises like Terminator should have never made another one. Nope. They should have just stopped after Genesis. They should have stopped after Judgment Day, but you know. Yeah. And, then, and then Charlie's Angels. There, there's no need for a reboot. The original was perfect already. The, the, I forget, the, the show or the movie? The movie. Yeah, I didn't the, see the, it, but the, it was okay. It, it I mean, was, I mean it, I, I've heard it came it's okay. Out, it came out in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Fantastic film. I love the original. I could watch it again. Yeah. This but, one, I'm not so sure about. I mean, Power Rangers did not need a remake. No, um, oh, God, no. Fantastic Four. <laughs> uh, the only then, reason I saw that is because I worked at the theater and it was free. Well, then, of course, they're doing... Um, oh, God, what else are they doing? Um, we got to wrap this up, buddy. Yeah, Oh, that's right. We do, actually. So, uh, but regardless, no matter what, if you want original movies, you either got to... They're out there. You got to either not go to see these big blockbusters and you got to wait or streaming. That mm-hmm. That is the best thing about streaming is it gives people... Original creators, mm-hmm. a, an avenue to put what they want out there, and I mean, go on Netflix. They have a ton of originality there, mm-hmm. and they have shows you might find interesting, like you know, Big Mouth. It, it's gross-out humor. I'm not a fan. I, I'm I'm okay. I, I'll watch it, but they have a show called End of the F-ing World, which is another good show mm-hmm. on Netflix. I would watch it. Um, but then of course, if you're looking for a good movie, they like I said, they release tons of them every every year and i mean they released the king they they released dolomite you just gotta look yep so that's kind of our whole spiel about just audiences and the state of movies nowadays you know we've already set our points you know if you want to see a movie it's up to you we're not going to say don't go see this movie you don't want to everyone has their own tastes and you know but at the same time the studios have a responsibility to not they have a responsibility to understand the audience and to... But half the time we get it, they don't because they're all about making money. Well, I mean, it's a business, but, yeah. you know. And anyway, thank you guys for listening to us ramble because, you know, we uh, we tend to do that a lot. You know, but we appreciate your time. We appreciate you listening to us. You know, we'll come back in a couple of days. We'll talk about some other stuff. And I hope you guys have a great day, you know. This has been fun. I've been uh, Dan. I have been here again. Yep. And uh, we hope you guys have a great afternoon. Take care.